When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everybody to the hammer and rails podcast with you as always i'm your host andrew ledman and i'm casey bartley and we are going to be rally at rallying blah, toward the finish line of our again? look rallying it's uh you know it's a hard word speech not really what i'm here for which is not great for a podcast <laughs> host but you know we make do with what we have uh we're I'm rallying- next on npr yeah no kidding we're rallying toward the finish of our look at uh, the men's basketball roster. We've only got two remaining players um, who were with the program last season. Today, in the second half of the podcast, we're going to take a look at Brian Waddell, who will be coming off a redshirt season. Uh, he's out of Carmel, Indiana. So that's going to be the second half. But I got two things at the top uh, of this episode, Casey. I teased it in the last episode. So we're going to do that part second. But uh, I went to see Top Gun Maverick today. And uh, let me tell you, that movie was incredible. I have heard only good things, and I'm sure it's a great movie and a fun time experience. I could not care less. Oh, well, here, here's my follow-up for you, because I was afraid you were going to say that. Have you seen the original Top Gun? Yes. You did not sound confident I did. in that answer. I have. Okay. Goose. And, Come on, Goose. What, did you like the original Top Gun? Yeah, it was fine. Um, Tom Cruise is a thing. I guess people like that. Wow. You uh, should not work in marketing. Unless I'm going against this film. I, I just, <laughs> I, I, just eh. I don't know why we're having a sequel. Does Goose come back? Uh, no, but his son is in the movie. Oh, Squawker? Uh, Rooster, actually. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. 
I no, it is it is very good. Um, is it like good good or just like a fun time at the movie? I'm not sure I really understand the distinction. Are you yes, asking you me are you asking me if it's going to like win Oscars? I'm saying is it a good is it enjoyable experience or is it like a um thrilling uh, well-conceived well-written well-acted movie i think it's a thrilling well-conceived well-acted movie which is surprising i mean like i said it's not uh not gonna win you an i'm Oscar, surprised i'm, I'm but I'm, I'm just trying to get to the degrees of it's good because uh you know nostalgia can do a lot yes nostalgia can do a lot of heavy lifting but there there are actual like good heartfelt beats in the movie um and i know a lot of people give tom cruise crap for for his acting, but he's not a bad. But actor. he's part of your five four club. So what? Your five foot four club. Oh, uh, we, funny short enough. guys stand up for the short guys. <laughs> funny enough, we were already standing. You just couldn't tell. <laughs> um, funny enough, uh, we talked. Jess and I talked about that on the way home, and we we're like, "How tall is Tom Cruise?" We looked not it up. Tall. It says uh, on the internet, it says he is five seven. Um, and I immediately said, "So that means he's five six. Correct. Because uh, you can do a lot with camera angles. Yeah, yeah, and then it, we got into a conversation of how was he married to Nicole Kidman, uh, who is much taller. Uh, she is listed at five eleven, so we assume she's six foot because our rule of thumb uh, we figured out is in Hollywood, it, when the the men's height you can always subtract an inch, and the women's height you can almost always add an inch. Just an inch? Well, that's a ballpark. It could be more, but um, we we just kind of think that's what we're looking at because we don't believe Tom Cruise is five seven, but. You know, the the big thing that always gets me about Tom Cruise movies is the way he runs. He always, like, puts his hands, like, straight up in the air, and he's really just pumping those Makes arms. you aerodynamic. I guess. Isn't it's... that how you run your marathons? No, not at all. So, uh, you know, I know we used to do recommendations on the show. We kind of got away from that. But let me tell you, if you have a chance to go see Top Gun Maverick in theaters, it is worth your time. It's a really, really good movie. So after that, now is what I was teasing at the uh, – at the last episode of the podcast. So this week, or last week, I'm sorry, the Big Ten released their Big Ten uh, conference schedule for men's basketball. So we know who we're playing. We don't know when, uh, but we know who we're playing and we know where they're playing them. So there are, of course, going to again be 20 Big Ten games. Casey, I want to put you on the record now that we know what they are. This is obviously we're not gonna we're not gonna hold ourselves to this as the season progresses as we learn more. Um, but I'm curious, just looking at the schedule as we know it, what would it's you predict? The end of the world as we know it. What would you predict the conference record for be, for Purdue will be next year? 14 and 6. That was the exact thing I was going to say. I haven't looked at the schedule, though. Of... <laughs> <laughs> so, for those who have not seen it, uh, the single game plays for Purdue... These are the single-play home games. Uh, we only play Illinois, Iowa, and Rutgers at home. Our single-play road games, so again, only on the road at Michigan, at Northwestern, and at Wisconsin. What do you think of that? Does that do anything for you? Are any of those good or any of those bad? All right. You said things. I didn't listen. I'm reading it now. That's just perfect. <laughs> uh, well, I was Googling trying to find it. Um, well, there's a website you might want to look at, hammerandrails.com. I wrote a nice little article about it. Yeah, I'm on WLFI.com. Of course. Yeah, why, why start at the source? <laughs> oh, this is a bad list, too. It's, like, not helpful. Um, okay. So, home and home. I see is Indiana, Maryland, Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska, Ohio State, Penn State, right? That's correct. That's not bad. That's what I think, too. 
I mean, especially the the single play home, having Illinois only at home, because I know they lost some people, but Illinois has been they very like good. Three least. five stars. Well, right, but I'm, we don't know how they're the five like stars IU. Are be. We never if know. IU actually made it to the second round, <laughs> right. and then lost, or if Illinois, if IU actually got talent out of their players, yeah. um, got effort out of their players. Um, Iowa, who of course lost, you know, some players as well. Uh, but they've still given us trouble recent years, regardless of who's on the team. Their their press has always given Purdue troubles, so only having to play them once at home is good. And obviously we've struggled mightily with Rutgers recently, so being able to play them only once at home uh, is gonna be is gonna be good for Purdue as well. All right, we're now, going sixteen and four. Okay, sixteen and four. No, that fifteen wait. and five. Lock okay. it in. Fifteen and five. All right, I'm sticking with fourteen and six. Um, but I mean, I think. The schedule, I think, has shaken out pretty well so far. Those three home games, obviously, are pretty good. And only having to play Michigan once is very good. Granted, it's on the road, um, but I would much rather only play Michigan one time. Northwestern only being played once. Um, you don't love that. You'd like to have them both times because they always struggle. Um, and then having to play Wisconsin just once on the road, that's another game. It's hard. It's always hard to play at the Kohl Center, but not as hard as it used to be. Um, so I will take that one as well. So I think that is pretty good news from the scheduling gods for Purdue basketball. Yeah, I will take Minnesota twice. I will take Nebraska yeah. twice. Oh, yeah. Um, Penn State's frisky. Um, really, honestly, what, what gets to me is you look at the schedule and you're like, oh, yeah, the Big Ten's not what they used to be. Yeah, right. You said that in the last episode, too. And it's just none of these teams terrify me at all. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, normally you'd you'd look at the Big Ten and say, oh, man, Michigan State probably going to be a really tough out. But Michigan State uh, hasn't been that for 10 years. Well, I don't know if it's been that long, but they they certainly the last scary team was what Miles Bridges could be. I don't remember what year he was there, though. Yeah. So, I mean, they're just they're not the team they once were. Maybe that's just because Izzo's getting older. Um, I'm not sure, but. I don't know who the world beater team in the Big Ten for next year is going to be. Um, it's not going to exist. And yeah, you just does, think there won't be it's one? Probably Illinois. Maybe. I mean, maybe Underwood. Underwood talent. has done a really good job there. I I just don't think there is because I don't think if you're talking about dynamic guards, pretty much you're talking about Illinois. Um, Michigan wasn't a great team last year and lost a lot of of that not great talent to the NBA. Um, they're going to rely on a lot of transfers. Uh, Ohio State's probably going to be sneaky good again, even though they lost to the NBA draft as well. Right. Um, there's just not much turnover. Michigan State was a weird team last year. Yeah, they were up and down they're the whole year. going to be pretty really? weird this year again. Uh, the reason for optimism with Purdue is I'm not sure there's – I mean, Edie is the front runner for player of the year. Yeah, I would I would have to think so. I, I think it's pretty clear he's the best player in the conference. At least when it comes to sure things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we never know about the freshmen who are coming in. You know, you see the rankings, see a number of five stars are coming in, but you never know how that's going to translate. You never know if they're going to hit the ground running and have a good freshman year. So as far as players on rosters right now, I think Zach Eadie absolutely has to be the front runner for Big Ten Player of the Year. Yeah, no doubt. She is, or he is just, he's going to score 20 a game, most likely. Yeah. And he's going to grab eight to 9 to 10 to 11 to 12 rebounds. The only limit is how many minutes he's going to play, and I don't yeah. know why we don't try to stretch him as much as possible. Well, the other thing I would say is not only how many minutes he can play, which I guess this is kind of related, but how he gets officiated. 
Um, you know, yeah. if, if he gets sent to the line as often as he should, that points per game is going to continue to rise. But if the refs just let players, uh, opponents just beat the hell out of him like they have been, you really wonder not only how his points will go, but also if his body will stand up to just a constant beating each and every night. Yeah, but I, I get that. And I mean, we've seen it firsthand in person, how much yeah. of mm-hmm. a brutal beating he takes. Yeah, that St. Peter's game. They were not messing around. No, um, but if he's going to have one thing to work on this year, it's probably going to be working through that. Oh, and yeah. I, and I think we've seen how he's done working through things. Yeah, I'm uh, sure I'm sure Brantley is going to use that uh, those bags that he carries around underneath and just mm-hmm. beat the hell out of him in practice every day. Yeah, and I'm definitely not going to, like, the kid's tough. I don't care what anyone says. It's easy to kind of take some of his mannerisms and the cute story and the Canadianness. Like, Canadianness. The kid's tough. Oh, and yeah, no doubt. He has excelled and blown past every expectation every single season. He wasn't supposed to play his, senior, his freshman year. Yeah, yeah. He, he was pegged for a redshirt 100%. And he was awesome. He was supposed to be the backup of an All-American last year. And he was the better center mm-hmm. from the start of the season to the end. And I, I think the most exciting and reason for optimism for this season, we are turning this team over to him and that can be a little scary. It's always scary with the big, especially with the big who doesn't have a big history in playing basketball, playing a bunch of minutes, being the, the focus of a team, but his game on the court's pretty simple. You're real big. You got good hands. Just dunk it down. And he's happy to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, those dunks generally pretty good, uh, percentages on those. Fairly, fairly good. It's, it's no Haas trying to dunk. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I can't imagine obviously, you know, being seven foot four, but being seven foot four, lifting your arms up in the air and just basically having to do like a bunny hop to dunk. Uh, it must just, just be an incredible feeling. I'm blown away every time he plays how quick he gets off the ground. Yeah, he does. He does have a good, big dudes, good speed. Like you just don't see that little like quick tit twitch athleticism and he really does have it. Um, you know, this is not here or there when it comes to, you know, we're not talking about E anymore and needs to be better on defense, but I think he is the single best known factor in the big 10. And I think people are downplaying that. What do you mean? Just on the outlook. Like we lost as much or more than anyone in the big 10, but I think we had the most coming back and mostly that's in Zach Eady. Okay. I see. And I think that's just getting, I think Purdue fans, particularly their, their anticipation towards next season and this kind of worry. Yeah, it's pretty I think low. It's, I, it's low, and I think it's too low. Well, it was interesting, um, even to get into this conversation, Rafael Davis on Twitter uh, the other day said something along the lines of, is it possible that Purdue will be better next season? And that started a whole debate uh, with uh, with the Purdue fandom on Twitter. So, uh, I mean, he's asking We had We had question, this conversation just, all summer, right? We did. It was an offense based around Trevion Williams for half a game, really inefficient offense. Could you build something on that? And I would say throughout his career it kind of showed you can't yeah yeah i mean the unfortunate and that's with a talent around him yeah the unfortunate thing is we don't have a guard like Jaden ivy who can go in and take over a game so it'll have to be much more by fletcher committee lawyer, baby <laughs> fletcher lawyer who i might remind you has not Second played a minute of college scorer basketball. yeah i'll add him to the list of the other four players you've said <laughs> um so we're you know it's something we're going to keep watching it's going to be an interesting uh move into a Zach Eady-focused offense, but there we go. So Casey's on the record with his early prediction of 15-5. and five. I'm out there with 14-6. and six. Um, Either one, I think, would be 
a pretty successful season. I think a lot of people would be really happy with that. Um, it could even lead to a Big Ten title with a good record like that, but we will see how it goes. Uh, when we come back, we're going to take a look at Brian Waddell and what he can add to the Boilermakers for next season. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back. So as promised, we are going to talk uh, about redshirt freshman Brian Waddell. I almost called him Matt. I'm gonna, probably going to do that all the time. Uh, Man, this team with Matt Waddell and yeah. Foster Lawyer, they're uh, great. Add, add Matt Waddell to the team. Uh, of course, Brian Waddell, the son of former Purdue player Matt Waddell, played with Glenn Robinson as well as head coach Matt Painter, um, joined the program with a late offer in his senior year. Uh, it was one of those... If you offer, or we're going to offer, and we know you're going to accept, but we're only going to offer if you agree to redshirt, um, because his body just wasn't ready. He came in about 170 pounds, and according to the JNC, he's now listed at around 195. So he redshirted last year, but unfortunately, uh, second week of November, November 12th, 2021, he tore his ACL uh, and had to have surgery and has done rehab. So that is never good, but I mean, I guess as a Purdue player, you're glad they got it out of the way. Um, he he is going to be an interesting addition to the team. He's going to be a really good shooter, um, is really what he's known for. But Casey, what do you think is going to be what he has to this team, where he's going to play? He's a big wing. Um, he's six foot seven. Yeah, that's a that's I don't think people know that. Awesome. Him. Wide boy. 38 inch vertical jump is what I'm hearing. Oh, wow. That's pretty high. That is a that's a very good vertical. Um, so and if you know, he's put on I didn't do the math about 25 uh, pounds. Yeah, that's 
well over that's over ten percent of his body weight. Oh yeah, added to in one year. Um, that's that's a lot of pizza roll. I don't think that's really what they recommend doing. Well, it is for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it, it he was a shooter. Like yes, you watch him in high school and you just think shooter because he can really shoot. But he's got these other these other things that when you look at him don't really make sense. But he's like real tall, sneaky, athletic. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he holds up laterally and strength wise. Even with that, he's still a buck ninety five, which is certainly on the smaller side for six seven. But length can overcome a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, it's not like granted, I'm in no way comparing him to this player, but I mean, it's not as if Kevin Durant, you know, is a uh, huge bulky guy and he's done well You've for himself playing first. basketball. What else? The next KD. Exactly. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really interesting because he's been there on campus and i think that's important especially with a team that's looking for a ton of guys to take over new spots on the offense and defense uh, so he's a super versatile player used to playing without the ball uh, at carmel also you know had the ball almost 18 points a game i believe yeah uh, won a couple state titles at, won a couple uh, state titles carmel as well i you know you kind of forget about a guy who redshirts especially because of injury, because you just don't hear about them through the season. Yeah, but, yeah, you don't get, I mean, you don't get any updates on how they're doing in practice, what they're doing, how they're helping the team. They kind of get lost in the shuffle. But would it surprise you at all that he plays 10, 15, 20 minutes a game? I think it would surprise me if he played 20 minutes. I, I'm yeah. thinking it's going to be closer to 10. I, I get that, but it, it'll be interesting because we have so many big guys that are kind of tweeners between the three and four. And it could depend how many minutes are there on the wing if they can play down. But I do think he offers – it's going to come down to can he play defense and yeah. is that shot real, real. And if it's real, real – He'll find a way. You're not going to sit many six – yeah, you're not going to sit many six, seven sharp sharpshooters. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You're just not. We don't. We well, haven't had that kind of size. I mean, every time we have had that kind of size, I could shoot. Like, it's a big deal. Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned it in the last episode when uh, we talked about their new tra- the new transfer uh, Jenkins Jr. If he truly is a forty percent three point shooter, and we can put him on the floor at the same time as Gillis, you know, another forty percent three point shooter, that really changes how teams have to guard us, and then that allows someone like Zach Eady to have an even better look down low. So when you really are trying to build an offense around your best player, who is going to be Zach Eady next year, if you can surround him with guys they're hitting forty percent from three, it just makes his job so much easier. Yeah, and. That's kind of the weird thing right now. We're are we going to just entirely go away from like a true one and just be huge everywhere? I I mean I think that almost has to be the goal at this point, or maybe not goal, but the end result. And at the same time, are we gonna at times? I, I gotta think that I don't I don't know what to make with this team. Like we've got Berg sitting there. He's coming this year, right? Yes. Yep. I'm not making that up. No, you are not. Even though he's not in this picture with these three. but Well, I mean, he did just come over from Sweden not long ago. So so there's Heidi, because we're also bringing Cam Heidi in, who's a 6'6 forward guard. Um, I would expect him to redshirt. Uh, if he doesn't redshirt, that's going to be... Uh, Trouble? Not, for Brian Waddell, yes. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> like, he's a less, less athletic Waddell, but stronger and bigger. And probably a little better with the ball in his hand. But, yeah, it's... We have no idea what this guy is. None. Yeah. Because he is a concept player that 
didn't look like he would ever play D1 basketball in high school because he's so scrawny. Yeah. But if that changes, all of a sudden, you talk about how Painter just, like, plucks these diamonds from the rough. Yeah. This could be one of those kids. Yeah, well, in fairness, he also knew the diamond's father, so it. Well, I'm not saying he was. I'm not saying he didn't know where to look in the coal. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, this wasn't like a guy he found in some small school that no one had ever heard of. This was his buddy's kid, so. Yeah, but like, he didn't have a bunch of offers elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. I think he only had two other offers. I think one of them was uh, Miami of Ohio, uh, and the I can't recall where the other one was, Mm -hmm. but it was not a big name school. Right. So it's it'll be interesting to see. Everything I watched of him, which was quite a bit in high school, he's really good catching on the move. And we talk about how, like, we kind of pined for the on the move, catch and shoot offense of Klein and yeah, so Ryan Klein, yeah, and Robbie Hummel to an extent. Yeah, I, I think Hummel, that's kind he, of what made that offense so unstoppable when he was healthy. Yeah, he, he came off a lot of screens, a lot of screens. Uh, to get those threes. And Waddell's closer to that size than what? Well, yeah, Klein was big, and that was part of. Klein success. If you are that big and can move like that and catch and shoot, all of a sudden, Waddell, you, you have a three or four guarding him, trying to get through three screens. Uh, one of them is set by Zach Eady. Um, the other is by Mason Gillis. Uh, it's not fun. Um, no. You're probably not going to be right on him. <laughs> I uh, would not want to take a screen by Mason Gillis, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think Duncan Robinson is a good person to look at as a potential uh, Waddell play-alike. Okay. He did a lot of good things in Michigan. Yes, he did. I am very catching and shooting on the move. And he did it a lot in high school. And that's a really tough thing to do between him and lawyer. I'm just just saying those two guards really good shooting on the move. Yeah. So, I mean, your, your comparison with Ryan Klein, you know, you talk about how big Klein was. Um, I pulled up his profile on PurdueSports.com just to see what Purdue listed. Yeah, they listed him at 6'6", his weight, 195. So that is exactly what – Well, hey, I'm just reading the numbers. He was strong. Like, there's no way. Look, all I can do is is read what's written. I don't have a scale to go out and weigh the guy. I might still have his number. I I covered him (laughs) for the Minamaki thing. I might have to ask him if he weighed 195. He's listed – like he never Listed looks at strong. Six six one ninety five. No, that's wild. That's, so yeah, I like if he can if he can just be like even eighty percent as big as Klein played. I, I'm sorry, but that that's a player. Yeah, so, yeah, and and I think we've told this story on the on the podcast before, but you know you saw a couple articles or rumblings on Twitter about pro scouts coming to practice, you know, before Waddell injured his knee. Mm-hmm. Um, to look at either Ivy legend. or Trevion. Yes. Uh, and people were like, who is that guy pointing at Waddell? Because apparently he was just playing so well, shooting the ball maybe is, is my guess. Um, and they're like, oh, that's that's Brian Waddell. He's just a – he's a freshman. He's redshirting. And they're like, oh. But, I mean, it is astounding – excuse me, astounding that he would be able to get just even an, an iota of, you know, focus from a pro scout. Yeah, as a true freshman, mm-hmm. a redshirting true freshman. Right. Uh, I know, I know our, our focus will be this year, but if lawyer and him, maybe Heidi and you know, Braden Smith is good. N- this team might be a little rough because they're all freshmen and learning how to play college together. Oh boy. We're bringing in Colvin and uh, what's the Utah kid's name? Forget oh, uh, yeah, I do too. It's really, it's really long. Yeah. It, hyphen. Yeah. He does have a hyphen. So, I forget. Um, let me look back. Purdue. Let me. I hope you're going to edit this out. No, <laughs> please do. 
Yeah, and then you're talking about Dre Gibbs Lawhorn coming in. Yeah, uh, a real, a real, real, like a real, 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 uh, a legit point guard with all these guys already, already getting locked in now, a year under their belt, shooting everywhere on the move, and then you bring in him and Miles Colvin. The future, <laughs> the demise of Coach Painter's program, a little premature. Greatly exaggerated is what you're telling me. Greatly exaggerated. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of good guys uh, coming in on the horizon, but it's just everybody's impatient. Everybody wants to win now. Everybody wants to say, you know, this was Painter's last best chance to ever make a Final Four, and if he can't do it, if he couldn't do it last year, he'll never do it, blah, blah, blah. Um, We definitely heard about Hummel and Antoine Moore too, right? Exactly. He'd never get back. That's just not how these things work. Um, oh, and remember when Haas and Dakota and Vincent yep, lost? Yep. Yeah, I mean, everything is always somebody's last chance. Everything is always never going to happen again, and everybody's always a failure and blah, blah, blah. And it's it's hard out there to be a coach. You know, no, no one ever likes you unless you're winning the national title, and that's just not a realistic scenario uh, to get every single time. And Painter is doing everything right to get the players that can hopefully lead to that national title lead to that final four and i think those names you just threw out um are going to be a big part of that is there a chance that waddell sucks i mean there's always a chance am i talking myself into this team too much again i think you are you tend to do that um but i do think they there's going to be they have a lot of talent but a lot of it we haven't seen work together and as we know the pieces fitting together can make a huge huge difference is there a slim chance so we've talked, you know, Trey Kaufman ran, we've got coming up, potential star. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gillis needs minutes. First needs minutes. We think a lot, Waddell might be really good. We got a transfer. Ethan Morton's there. Uh, Cam Heidi's a freshman. We don't know what he can do. Is there a chance? Hmm. I don't even know if I want to bring this into How certain are we that Brandon Newman's going to be a starter from the start of the season to the end of the season? I mean, I have absolutely no faith in that situation. Okay. Waddell would be a name that might be another one lawyer to take a lot of guards minute is all I'm saying. If he's really good. Well, yeah, I mean, let's, I, I feel like you're jumping on a train. Uh, you, you're, you're conducting a train that nobody really wants to be on right now. I think that's fair. We just, we don't know enough about how Newman's going to play, how lawyer's going to play and how Waddell is going to play. That's, that's three big unknowns that I wish we had more information about. Do you think we need one of those guys, two of those guys, all three of those guys to hit? To have a successful season? I think I think two. Two? Okay, so where's your confidence that two out of those three will be B to B plus at least? Oh, I think I, I think that's pretty high. For a B to B, B to B plus, I'm pretty confident they can do that. Okay. So that's a pretty successful Purdue team then probably. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, it, I'm not thinking it's going to be, you know, a Final Four, but I have no doubt that they're going to get back to the NCAA tournament. And it'll probably be a team that gets better as the season goes along. Yes. Sort of sort of the reverse of this most recent year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we this team peaked early, and then we, we struggled to meet those expectations. But, you know, maybe this coming year we'll be able to build into the team that we can be. Team of destiny. There you go. You heard it here first. Purdue going to the Final Four, winning the whole <laughs> damn thing time. next Come year. On. That's right. So there we go. Uh, there's our look at Brian Waddell. That is going to be only one player remaining from last year's roster. Uh, another redshirt, Trey Kaufman-Wren, who we will talk about on our next episode. 